Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Why you do? You know, some people pick up an instrument and they say, um, oh, I can't play that. It's too hard. And other people pick up an instrument and they say that I'm determined to play that no matter how hard it is. And the difference between one and the other is not that one is good and one is bad. There are... I thought there was two things playing once. There are just different levels of evolution, and with the different levels of evolution come a different level of commitment. When you commit to playing an instrument really well, commitment is an absolute event. Yogi Bhajan described commitment as getting inside of a house and nailing all the doors and windows shut. No escape. It's like cornering a wild animal. An animal is never stronger than when it's cornered because it knows it has no escape, so it relies on everything that it has. Commitment is putting yourself into the position of relying on everything that you have. And when you rely on everything that you have, you suddenly realize that you have an enormous amount of skill, of strength, of courage. Because when everything depends on you, you see, that is actually what turned Yogi Bhajan from being Harbhajan Singh into being a master. He went through an event that none of us would want to go through. If you've ever read, there's a book called Freedom at Midnight. And it's about how the colonialists left India. And a colonialist is, colonialist is just a fancy C word for a barbaric thief. But the colonialists that were in India left India in 1947. It was called Partition. And they left at midnight with zero preparation. Zero preparation. They just left. And so the feuds, there was no government at that point. So the feuds between the different religious factions exploded into slaughter. And Yogi Bhajan's job at the age of 18 was to lead the women and children of his village for 
tens and tens of miles to get back into India because they were in Pakistan. They split the Punjab state in half. And he was assigned the job of moving hundreds of women and children. <clears throat> Can you imagine moving little babies that couldn't cry? So the mothers had to walk them, constantly nursing them, so that they wouldn't cry. And they could only move at night. They had to cover themselves during the day. And it took him four or five days. And he said, that experience taught him what commitment was. Because he couldn't fail. When you load yourself up with something that is important enough, what about your destiny? Wouldn't that be important enough? Wouldn't that be important enough for you? What about your focus right now, which is trying to be distracted? Wouldn't that be important enough? Hmm? If you could solidify your commitment, nailing all of the windows and doors shut around you, except for your determination, that you are going to fulfill your destiny in this lifetime and become that Messiah, big word, become that Messiah within the next 10 to 15 years that is going to be required in significant numbers, not just one of us, but all of us. Significant numbers of Messiahs, of Masters, of Prophets, of highly intuitive miracle workers. Because if it can be done by one, it can be done by anyone. If it can be done by one, it can be done by anyone. And that which we were analyzing the other day, that you sent me that great analysis on, perfect intention. Perfect intention. It's going to take some time to live up to that. But the intention is important. Right? What we were seeing in that effort. What is your intention? What is your destiny? The first thing that we have to do is that we have to tame and train our team of horses. And the horses in our life are our emotions. It is so important for you to know that every single emotion, including your rage, your jealousy, your envy, your hatred, they're all essential. It's like an herbal formula. In an herbal formula, there is the most active ingredients, the active ingredients, the less active ingredients, 
the inactive ingredients and the inert ingredients. Even the inert ingredients of your emotional body are essential. So if you want to be impressive, one of your less active ingredients needs to be your anger. Because there is nothing that can harness the energy of your liver more profoundly than anger. You have to have gall. Hmm? There's an interesting one. You have to have gall. Gall is the introduction of bitterness. So you have to be bitter. Gallbladder. And bitter allows you to view a circumstance with distinction. It gives you the eyesight of an eagle and a hawk. Because what the eagle and the hawk demonstrate with the way in which their eyes are formulated is that they can see great detail at great distance. It is said that a hawk or an eagle can take a view of something that is a mile away and bring it within something this close. That they have that ability with their eyes to go and see it and then go for it. They'll be up a half a mile in the air and they'll tuck their wings and just dive straight for the ground and then spread their wings at the last minute so that they can do whatever they want to do, which is not something that we enjoy. <laughs> but it's their life. It's their life. What is your life? That hawk is committed to its life. Human beings are usually committed to their lifestyle. And there is a huge difference between your life and your lifestyle. And you only learn that in the moment of death. When you're going, uh, 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 you're going, the lifestyle, let me have the life. <laughs> That is what is essential. Stop messing about. Stop entertaining. You're just a sugar addict. I want joy. I want pleasure. I want enjoyment. I want this. I want comfort. And then all of a sudden the heart goes, I'm out of here. <laughs> this Western culture is the most pablum-oriented, mush-oriented culture. And the number one killer is that the heart just goes, what's the, what's the reason? There's no purpose in life. And they call it a heart attack. It's not a heart attack. It's just called the heart just said, I give up. That's this idiot's too much. Enough. 
the heart brain, all about circulation. I exert to give. I relax to receive. I exert to give. That is why one of the most important steps in a 12-step program, which is taking people that have gone, this is crazy, let me just be inundated with something. And when they're coming out of that addiction and they go through a 12-step program, one of the most important steps is to be of service. Because when you're of service, you're learning how to give, to give to others. And it's transformative. Being of service, going and feeding the homeless completely changes your blood chemistry. Suddenly you feel this elevated sense that all you did was make sandwiches. Give them to people that haven't figured that out or lost the ability to function in that way. You're giving them a chance at life. Being of service is what the heart is. So when you're of service, you're tuning into the heart brain. Exert to give, relax to receive. Exert to give, relax to receive. Because when you're in that orientation of feeding the homeless, you're giving and you're giving and you're relaxing and you're feeling this rush of gratitude. The gratitude that is always there the gratitude that is always there. We live in an ocean of gratitude. We live in an ocean of love. We live in an ocean of joy. We live in an ocean of inspiration. We live in an ocean of faith. We live in an ocean of trust. These are all what are called devotions. Different than emotions. Devotions have no objects. You don't love me. I don't love you. If we feel love when we're around each other, it means we make each other feel safe enough to be vulnerable enough to feel what is. We make, allow each other to feel safe enough to be vulnerable enough to experience what is. And what is, is love. What is, is joy. What is, is faith. What is, is trust. What is, is gratitude. Because underneath all of what you're thinking is that you're grateful to be alive. I tell this story all the time, like, a year before Yogi Bhajan passed away and his body was really breaking down because he had a South Asian DNA. And South Asian DNA is epigenetically ill-equipped for anything other than green juice. A pure alkaline diet. But still they eat the chapatis and rice. <laughs> you know. Vegetarian for centuries, but still, is that high carbohydrate, high sugar content, breaks down the pancreas, breaks down the kidneys, there goes the heart. It's called congenital heart failure. 
And I asked him the stupidest question you could possibly ask, how are you doing? But he taught me a lesson in that moment because he said, I'm in joy. Body sucks. But I am in joy. He separated the I am from the body and recognized that he was in joy. On the other hand, the body wasn't doing too well. But then he knew, because everyone does, that has been through the process of death and dying. Nothing changes. You just drop your shirt, pants too. And there you stand, naked as the soul. The same way you entered life, you just jumped into your bodysuit. And you wore this sucker for however many years you were in it, and then you... And there you were. Identical to the way you came in. Important to remember. Essential to remember. You are who you are. And that is that. I am who I am. And that is that. And in order to be in that condition, you have to get all of this so that it's not interfering. That's why this whole thing in, in Sikh Dharma, the Indian Sikhs, they have this problem with we Western Sikhs because we're totally into yoga and the Eastern Sikhs say, that's a Hindu thing. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm a Hindu thing. I'm a Christian thing, I'm a Jewish thing, I'm a Sikh thing, I'm a Hindu thing, I'm a Jain thing, I'm a Zoroastrian thing. Uh, any other things I can be? Yeah, I'm all of them. But the fact is that you have to do, you know, the Indian things that you all, you just do your bunnies. Just... That is essential. But it's like chapatis. You can't just eat chapatis. Something's going to break down. And so we do our asanas so that we get all of this going. And in between the gut brain, the pelvic concept, the gut brain, the heart brain, and the head brain, and the spine that connects them all, you've got this light source, which is the kundalini, that shines through the nanocrystals of your body to light the whole thing up. So you want to get all of these glands and organs so that they're secreting the right recipes so that your emotions are not controlling you. Your devotions are dominating you. And you're using your emotions to navigate the oceans. That was a rap move. I didn't mean to give you that rhyme, but it worked out. It's called riding the wave of the way in the Tao. You ride the wave. Didn't bring that drawing. 
of the way. And you write it in the devotional arena, using all of the emotional arena, even the dark emotions, even the chaotic emotions. You use them. Sweet. Is that a ringtone? Don't be embarrassed. If it is, it's cool, man. It's better than that one. What is that one that's like standard on everybody's phone? It's like, oh, you haven't changed that yet? <laughs> yeah, we got to relax, don't we? Hmm? So that we can receive. Because greed and aggression are just the inability to receive. The inability to experience having. Greed and aggression are synonymous with wanting. But you can't want and have at the same time. And so you have to release your want before you even know you have. In order to have. And you've got to train, tame, train, and entrain your emotions. And then you know what's going to happen? You're going to start to align. You're going to start to align with those things that fulfill your life. You're going to align with partnerships, relationships, health, wealth. All of those things are going to begin to align because your wealth is waiting for you. It doesn't matter about money. Money is just an instrument of wealth. Your wealth is waiting for you. But we have to train and tame our emotional body. We can't spend days we can't spend days being controlled by it. We can't spend days consuming what everybody else is being controlled by. I remember years and years and years ago when politics was something you paid attention to every so often. And the other times of the year you would pay attention to those things which were actually meaningful. And in today's world, politics is every single day. Really? Really? Huh? Really? Change it. Back in the 60s when the Vietnam War was happening, there was this funny question that some of the peace movements would say. What if they threw a war and no one showed up? What if, what if we just in mass 
stopped paying attention. Well, the first thing to leave would be sponsorship. And once sponsorship left, then there would be no money to pay for the stations, the networks. What if we just decided we're not going to pay any attention? It doesn't matter how much attention we pay anyway. You idiots just do what you do. Let's start a movement called hashtag pay no attention. <laughs> start a website, paynoattention.com. And let's start getting something worthy of our attention. Let's make films, let's make music, let's make anything that's worthy of our attention. And let's share those ideas. Write blog posts worthy of attention. Because you're the ones that are here to lead the world, not criticize the world. We just don't have to pay any attention to that which is going on. Besides that, we're the ones that are going to get the atomic missile. We're on the West Coast, idiots. You know, like, like you know, we're on the front lines of this one. So, uh, you know, we got no defense anyway, right? And all they're having is a penis contest. You know, they're measuring their penis. And this is being recorded, so it'll go. It'll go global. <laughs> Two guys that never got out of their pajamas. <laughs> are not worth our attention. So let's start a movement. Hashtag pay no attention. And we get on with what we really need to do. Which is we really need to wake up the choir. Because the choir is sound asleep. We'll preach to the choir, we'll preach to those people who are advanced enough that all it takes, just like you, just like me, the moment I met Kundalini, I went, wow. People come into this building and they go, wow, I just walked into the building and I felt, wow, it makes a difference. This is where our lives need to be focused on. Getting ourselves high and getting other people high. Hashtag, pay no attention. <laughs> Master your emotional body. Pay attention to that which is real. Like your best friends, your partners, your children, the people on this earth, life, the forests, the oceans, the lakes, the rivers, the air. National boundaries aren't real. Flags aren't real. National anthems 
are war songs. Let's get real. Hashtag, pay no attention. Take hold of your knees. Hashtag, pay attention. <laughs> I'm turning over a new leaf. It got turned over last weekend. I spent my last time on the organizational board. Took up 11 years of my life. I'm a free man. Hashtag, watch out. Because what comes next, I'm not even sure of. But I know I am going to be operating, like in, remember Spinal Tap? I'm going to be operating at 11. I loved Osho's comment to Yogi Bhajan when the two of them were talking one time. And Yogi Bhajan was telling him about this and that. And Osho was commenting back, and his name was Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh at the time. And uh, he said, uh, he said, turn to Yogi Bhajan, he says, oh yeah, I got invited there once. I get invited everywhere once. <laughs> That's my mission. But that doesn't mean that I'm not embracing us. Hmm? We're not going to pay attention to that. Are you with me? Are you going to turn over a leaf with me? Yes. Huh? Thank you, good friend. And thanks for the uh, chit-chat this afternoon. You were really noisy. <laughs> Love you, man. <laughs> Reverse the direction. Shall we do it together? Yes. Yes. So we just go, okay, this is, I am who I am, and that is that, huh? And we'll be, we'll be, you know, from time to time we'll be afraid. From time to time we will doubt. You know? But who cares, right? Hashtag who cares. <laughs> I'm getting kind of inspired by this hashtag thing, you know? It's like, Any of you who are even considering ever so slightly spending the next nine months with us in level one teacher training, consider it even more slightly, or slightly more, because that is one of the things that we do in this level one teacher training, is that we just, we blow away the stops. We blow away the stops, slowly so that we don't react.
one more change the direction. And inhale up to the center. Exhale. Just experience the sensation of a little more freedom, just a slight bit more freedom. Now you know this muscle group right here, deltoids, right? So this muscle group here comes in to your neck muscles. Hmm? And when you're in this posture that we're going to do next, which is to bring your hands into that same mudra and you spin them backwards with breath of fire, what you're actually doing is you're actually exercising this muscle here so that it's shifting in the neck. And when you shift in the neck, what happens is you, you start to move back and forth the C1 and C2, the atlas and the axis. The atlas is the one that contains your mechanisms, your peptides, hormones, mechanisms of faith. With a really good ability of this, that's why if you go, if you have a moment of faith, you go, ah, oh, like this. Because you open up the throat and you let the head slightly go back. Moment of trust is C2, which is ah, oh, ah. Oh. It's not uh-uh, it's ah. Uh. It's that you're actually scanning the horizon, projecting that you trust it because you know it. You could be surrounded by thieves, and you would trust that you're surrounded by thieves. Yogi Bhajan took me through the thieves market in Amritsar once. It's an actual market where everything they've stolen they have for sale. And he says, I'm taking you through to show you trust. And he says, I want you to move your head back and forth the whole time you're going through. And I want you to keep your hands in your pockets. Hold on to your wallet. And we walked through like this. And he was going in front of me. Ah, 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 ah. And then every once in a while he would stop and he'd go, oh man, that is really good. Took a lot to steal that, didn't it, huh? And he would talk to thee, but he was speaking in Punjabi. And these people would just go, oh my God, oh, oh. you know? And they were all thieves, selling their goods. That's how Christmas got started. Saint, yeah, Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas, Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas was the patron saint of thieves. You prayed to St. Nicholas to return that which had been stolen or lost during the year. Then you gave a list of those things to your friends so they could go to the thieves market and pick it up if they saw it. And if they didn't see your thing, they would buy you something similar and they would give it to you. That's how that whole thing got started. St. Nicholas was a patron saint of thieves. Yes? Absolutely. All this hubbub about Religion and stuff, you know, it's like, 
No, no, it's mad, you know. I told you, we have no idea where this is going. Yeah, my podcast, my podcaster says, thank God we're not filming. All right, so we're going to adjust faith and trust. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success. And it'll be a lecture with a pranayama, breathing exercise, and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day. And then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation. And these will be like 11 minutes. And then there are also going to be audio files, which are guided 11-minute meditations, which you can listen to. And that's all within gurusing.com. Satnam.